Hey, what's going on? I'm Rita, and this is Relatively Conscious, a podcast centered around exploring modern life experiences while citing Black literary and philosophical works. In today's episode, we'll explore productivity culture and my thoughts on it. Is it worth it to be part of the culture and be super productive? Let's find out. Productivity culture is often glorified as the key to success, fulfillment, and self-mastery. There is a plethora of content creators that share methods, systems, and tricks to being more productive on a day-to-day basis so you can be the best version of yourself. I'll admit that productivity gurus and motivational speakers have some (laughs) valid points that you can take with you on your journey. However, Beneath productivity's appealing nature lies toxicity that perpetuates stress, burnout, broken systems, and a distorted perception of self-worth. To me, productivity culture is just hustle culture and the concept of being a workaholic rebranded. I have five points that I want you to think about. My first point being lack of rest. Productivity culture births unrealistic standards that demand constant output and efficiency. The pressure to relentlessly optimize time and maximize output creates an environment where rest and leisure are seen as luxuries rather than necessities. I've been a victim to this. I was constantly scolded by loved ones because I was always on go and never took the time to rest. Funny story, a few weeks ago, I injured my right hand at work. It's not my dominant hand, so I thought, okay, I'll take the week off and get right back to it. I played myself, believing that. Although I'm left-hand dominant, I do need both hands to carry equipment, maneuver the stretcher, and lift patients. Every time I went to headquarters with the hopes of being clear to return to work, My recuperation time was extended another week. Frustrated, I grew restless at home and conjured up things for me to do, like deep cleaning every room in my apartment. I remember cleaning the bathroom and knocking my hand against something, causing a sharp pain to radiate from my injured fingers to my wrist. It was that moment that I realized I really need to sit my ass down somewhere. That moment reminded me of a statement my father constantly made throughout my childhood. Sit still. My father, may his soul rest in peace, was an advocate for rest. He said this statement countless times (laughs) to me and my siblings. I ignored his advice until my hand injury. The injury literally forced me to sit still. In every facet of life, rest is essential. Whether you are studying for exams, working out, or volunteering for extra shifts at work, you must allocate time to rest and recover. If you don't allocate time to rest, your body and the universe will allocate it for you like it did for me. My second point, exhaustion versus burnout. I want to briefly point out the differences between exhaustion and burnout. These two terms are related, but slightly different in scope. The Merriam-Webster definition of exhaustion is the state of being exhausted. Now, my 8th grade teacher, Mr. Hinchin, 
taught the class that a good definition never uses the term within the definition itself. So exhaustion then is the state of being completely tired. Exhaustion can result from overexertion, lack of sleep, or stress. It is usually a temporary state that can be resolved with rest and relaxation. It's a signal from your body and mind that you've reached your limits. Your battery is depleted. You need to recharge. The Merriam-Webster definition of burnout is exhaustion of physical or emotional strength or motivation, usually as a result of prolonged stress or frustration. Burnout is a more chronic condition that goes beyond simple exhaustion. Burnout is often associated with feelings of detachment and a sense of being overwhelmed by responsibilities. As the definition points out, it is prolonged stress and frustration. It isn't easily resolved with rest and relaxation. You would have to hunger down and reevaluate the areas in your life to resolve the burnout. Resolution may require reassessing work or life situations, seeking support, and setting boundaries. You may even have to rewire your brain to restore your well-being. Productivity culture, from my experience and from what I've seen in others, births burnout, not simple exhaustion. My third point is busy versus productive. There is a distinction between looking busy and being productive. Calendar blocking every second of every day, more often than not, makes you seem busy. Especially if you're adding events and tasks that hold no value, but you're scheduling them for the sake of filling up the time and maximizing output. The healthier alternative would be to schedule events and tasks that would fulfill you in some way and then to appreciate the empty spaces of time in your schedule. I allot time during the week to read, write, and go to the gym. I also assign time to spend with friends and family. These are things that fulfill me and ultimately make me feel more productive. I don't fill the empty slots in my calendar with mindless tasks or events (laughs) that I didn't really want to go to. I take that empty time to rest or enjoy a show on Netflix or Hulu. Productivity culture places too much emphasis on output and measurable achievements, often overlooking intrinsic values. This focus on measuring output leads to a reductionist view of people, measuring their worth solely based on their ability to produce tangible results for all tasks. It devalues creativity, deep thinking, and the pursuit of your personal passions. My fourth point is negative self-perception. Another statement that I've heard again and again in my life is, you have to work twice as hard to be half as good. Most black people, especially black women, have heard this statement in some shape or form. I am certain this phrase was the seed, (laughs) the seed that blossomed into my perfectionism an intense desire to constantly be productive. Rooted in the pursuit of flawlessness and an unattainable standard of excellence, perfectionism breathes stress, anxiety, and dissatisfaction. Perfectionism and productivity culture became a breeding ground for me to set unrealistic goals for myself and create immense pressure to meet 
or exceed these goals. The fear of failure became paralyzing because I needed to be better than half as good. I needed to be exceptional. When I didn't hit these metrics, I developed a negative self-perception. Negative self-perception can significantly impact your well-being. It manifests as a distorted and harsh view of yourself, leading to feelings of inadequacy. Criticism, whether from external sources such as social media or internal self-talk, plays a huge role in breeding negative perceptions. It undermines confidence and may even impact your relationships over time. Productivity culture does little to help with these issues. It promotes comparison. The constant exposure to curated images of success and productivity on social media nurtures unrealistic expectations. People find themselves trapped in a state of feeling inadequate or unworthy if they fail to meet certain standards within the niche. In essence, you're a piece of shit if you didn't complete all tasks on your to-do list, get a perfect hundred on your exam, work out for the day, hit all your far-fetched goals, or receive praise at work. This constant comparison to others within the community leads to the opposite <laughs> of what productivity culture was designed for. To combat these issues, it is important to embrace a growth mindset, allow room for trial and error, Give yourself compassion. Build self-awareness. My fifth and final point is cult following. Productivity gurus and motivational speakers often instruct you to wake up before the sun, do your skincare routine, work out, have breakfast, drink half a gallon of water, and check your emails all before 0900 hours. You have to get all these things done before the rest of the world wakes up. That's how you win win as if life is some competition or game this system encourages people to revamp their entire lives to fit into the strict model or system so they're not seen as failures or losers the system fortunately can't and won't work for everyone i'm an emt and i work the overnight shift by the time i clock out and walk over to my car it is 0730. That system of winning the day before the sun would never work for me. There are EMTs, paramedics, nurses, doctors, firefighters, police officers, um, sanitation workers, and more who all work the night shift just as I do. I've scoured the internet looking for content creators who had systems in place for people like me who are nocturnal. I've come up short, and maybe that's a good thing, but it does make me wonder, how would nocturnals win the day? Or are we all failures for not being able to follow the concrete system? Are we subject to judgment for failing to live up to these ideals and follow the strict system? Productivity gurus and motivational speakers deliver their message in a bizarre way. They speak with a tone that makes their followers believe their word is doctrine rather than mere advice. Followers of the culture tend to segregate themselves from, quote, lazy and unproductive people simply because they aren't following the system. This convinces me that the community is more like a cult than anything else. The Merriam-Webster definition of cult is a 
great devotion to a person, idea, object, movement, or work, such as a film or a book. Surprise, surprise, productivity culture captures this definition very well. Content creators have large followings who all subscribe to a strict system and judge those who fail to follow these fixed ideas and systems the same way any religious cult does. So how do you know if you're taking productivity advice as doctrine? You know because any or all of these points resonated with you on some level. You know because you subscribe to fixed ideas of a certain content creator or you're part of a community of people who follow systems to a T. Tips and tricks from content creators should be taken at face value. Take what works and leave the rest. It is not the end-all be-all. You are not a failure if you don't wake up at 0500 hours and win the day before the rest of the world wakes up. To conclude, while productivity culture may appear beneficial on the surface, its toxic repercussions are undeniable. It's important for us as a society to redefine our relationship with productivity, prioritizing holistic well-being, fulfillment, and a more balanced approach that emphasizes rest, self-care, introspection, critical thinking, and core values and passions. Embracing a healthier perspective that values personal governance over productivity doctrines can pave the way for a more sustainable and fulfilling life. That's all I've got for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Podcast episodes are released bi-weekly, but essays from my newsletter are released weekly. Most essays on Relatively Conscious are 100% free. If you truly enjoy the work that I do, consider signing up for a paid subscription. This will allow me to keep pumping out content for you to enjoy. Paid subscribers have access to my full archive, extended essays, transcriptions to all podcast episodes, and exclusive reading lists that'll encourage deep dives into literature and philosophy. The link to sign up, as well as where to find me on social media, will be in the show notes. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and or Amazon, as this helps more people discover the podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend, and let's grow relatively conscious together. <laughs>